With Miami's roster set, at least for the foreseeable future, we begin our 2023 season preview, answering big questions for each player, the best and worst case scenarios, where they fit into the lineup, and a mystery category you can't afford to miss. Part one of our season preview on today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg. Joining me as always is Dave Brunel. However, you're tuning in, YouTube, Odyssey, your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. We're starting our player season preview series. We're going to be talking about Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry today, going through a variety of topics. One big question for each player. Best case and worst case scenario for each player um, and then we're going to be talking about their spot in the rotation. Are they in, out? Is it to be determined? All sorts of categories at the end. Uh, let's start, David, with I think Tyler Hero here. Yeah. The big question for Tyler Hero, I think, is is he even going to be on the team? This is the <laughs> guy in the center of all the Damian Lillard trade talks and all these things. Uh, latest reporting indicates that there is no conversations ongoing right now between the Miami Heat and the Portland Trailblazers about Damian Lillard. It's not really the time for those things to happen anyway. But as training camp gets closer, and as the season that we're previewing here gets closer, those talks are expected to pick up at some point, at least something, right? Right now, it's nothing. Um, so we'll see whether or not Tyler Hero is part of this roster on opening night. But that, to me, is the big question. And then kind of what comes after that? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I, I didn't have that because, you know, it seems like it's almost – a foregone conclusion that you have to know whether or not Tyler is going to be part of Miami's roster moving forward. And that's a tough one for anybody to answer. I don't know. There are some really unlikely uh, scenarios where they keep Tyler hero in a Dame Lillard situation. I don't see that really playing out. I know what the numbers mean and I know you can plug and play, you know, you know, plug in certain contracts and being moved and things of that sort. I want to talk about that a little bit, put a pin in that, put a pin in that for a little bit. Because right. like I have that for one of our categories later, but your what? So what's your question? If it's not, is he even gonna be on the roster? I'm glad you. Have I, my assumption, yeah, my assumption moving that he's going to be part of this roster. I, I, you know, the talk about Tyler has been so divisive this summer. Can Tyler Hero be a star? And I, I, we remain, I think, optimistic that he can be. That despite the limitations that have been really outlined very, very neatly over the summer, dissecting what he's worth and everything else like that, he doesn't do anything at an elite level. You know, he's white, he's short-armed, he's unathletic, he can't really get separation, et cetera, et cetera. Like, these are the same weak weaknesses that have been pointed out throughout his NBA career and even in the pre-draft process. And he has been a really good NBA player. Like, we are kind of overlooking this, and we evaluate him in comparison to Dame freaking Lillard, a top 75 player. But Tyler has been really, really good, and I know a lot of people want to point to Miami's prolonged postseason run despite or maybe because of Tyler's absence and I think it's unfair because Tyler has been a really good player and started to show promise throughout this season and as a starter and as somebody who could step up in the postseason situation. So can Tyler be a star is the biggest question I have for him moving forward. It's a very fair question. If you want to even put it more vaguely, how good is Tyler Hero? I, I think yeah. that's a question a lot of people still have. They see the 20-point-per-game numbers. They see the shooting. They see the big shots that he's made. Like That stuff is undeniable, right? It's right there in front of you. How does it impact winning? I think that's a question a lot of people have considering that Miami went on that finals run without him for the most part. Yeah. And 
Um, you and I have remained very much in, in Tyler Hero's corner. I have been staunchly, I think Tyler Hero is one of the best shooters. I think he is elite as a shooter. And I think if the Heat were to find a way to lean more into that, there would be a lot of people also in Tyler Hero's corner because that efficiency and all that stuff would come with it. Uh, I think he's a really good player. I think there's things in his game that you can't teach. I think his feel for the game is elite as well as the shooting. And when you give me those two things, the playmaking, the defense, it's not ever going to be elite, but that that stuff can get good enough where the, those elite things can shine a little bit more. And I think there's potential there for him to be that. So how good is Tyler Hero is a worthwhile question. Let's move on to best case and worst case scenario. What's your best case scenario for Hero? That he becomes an all-star level player as Miami's third option. This team is run by Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Of that, there is no doubt. But can Tyler continue taking that next step where he can get that kind of all-star consideration? I know I've said it before. You've said it before. Talking to Tyler's trainer, even after his rookie season here in South Florida, and and, and hearing him say, I view Tyler as a multi-time all-star. And when I said that to Lockdown Blazers host Mike Richmond, he was like, what? Impossible. A lot of people don't believe it. I still think there's an option there for him to be that next level score that gets acknowledged as an all-star level player. So that's the best case scenario for me. The worst case scenario, the well, opposite. Let's, end st- of let's stay oh. on the best case then. All right. Let's um, do it. I'm with you. I think best case for me, just big picture is that Lillard arrives and Tyler Hero stays. And I know that you said that it's unlikely and I agree with you, but we're talking about best case scenarios here. And that's the best case scenario. Uh, how it. does it work? Miami gets Damian Lillard and Nasir Little and Portland gets Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Jaime Jaquez, Nikola Jovic, and all of the picks. Would the Blazers do that? I'm not here to debate that. That's not what this podcast is about. I'm just telling you that's the best case scenario. Um, I would love it if Tyler Hero could stay in Miami somehow. Yes. I know that I would love it. I would love it. Um, I think it would be important. I think even if you get a guy like Damian Lillard, he's not solving all of your offensive problems. And you look past Damian Lillard, where's the rest of the scoring coming from? Is it Jimmy? Sometimes. Is it Bam? Sometimes. But where's the bucket getter? Who's the other guy? There's no other just like scorer on the roster other than Damian Lillard. Getting Damian Lillard, obviously you do it and you sacrifice the depth. You just do it. You don't even think twice. But if you could get him and Tyler Hero at the same time on the same team, that works for Miami. That really works. And that would be useful. And then can you lean even more into Tyler Hero uh, in that two-man game with Bam Adebayo, the way that Damian Lillard would be a hand-in-glove fit in a two-man game with Bam Adebayo, and all those things. We see further development with that. That would be my best case. Go on ahead to your uh, worst case, though. I, it's a little surprising because we we have, again, mentioned it before on this show, and if you haven't been in attendance at a Heat game, like there's nothing like the, the buzz of the crowd when Hero has the ball in his hands and he lets go one of those crazy shots. Like There is no sense of anticipation greater and I don't know that it's matched, been matched at any point in time by any player in Heat franchise history. Maybe LeBron James, maybe Dwayne Wade. But like that anticipation that Tyler's going to do something big has been such a, a part of his career here in South Florida. And I'm seeing the exact opposite now because, again, he's been devalued. His name has been trashed around the league. He doesn't seem likely to be part of Miami's future. And even Heat fans are turning on him. And so for me, that's the worst-case scenario is that Heat fans just kind of trash Tyler with whatever time he has left and that they're never going to be happy with whatever his production might be. Um, That's great. Um, That's better than what I had written down. (laughs) My worst worst case is that he comes back and he plateaus and and his trade value gets even worse than what it is now. Because if he plateaus for a year, 
if he basically pulls uh, or pulls off the Jordan Poole of last year, <laughs> and then you basically become a salary dump, that's the worst case scenario for Tyler Hero, right? Um, but it's not a bad place to be. Like it's just like we Tyler have Hero to have. Fine, you're getting paid, but like I, I... But we have to have nuance though. Like, like he's not going to evolve into a superstar, or he's not going to be part of a a superstar trade. It's not like like Jordan Poole is not a bad player, and it's he just got again, salary like, dumped. I'm just saying yeah. from, from the Heat's perspective, whatever value Tally Hero has now as a trade asset, if you're always trying to trade him and he plateaus and that trade value goes down, then it's now a very awkward situation. And it can, I, agree. It, I don't know that he'll get punched in the face the way that Jordan Poole got punched in the face. That awkward. Who would but, do it? Who would, who would pull the trigger there? Without you, I don't know. That player retired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, of everybody in that locker room, it might be Spo. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that there's any bad blood there. I'm just thinking like who gets most fired up, and it might be Spo. He's the guy that gets fired up the most in that locker room. Um, oh my, uh, you might be right about that. Though. I could see a sense of frustration there, but anyway. Do we want to do uh in out TBD now, or do we want to save it for the, let's? We do it now, right? And then we do the yeah. 2024 questions in the third segment. All right, in out TBD of the rotation. Is he in the rotation, out of the rotation, or TBD? Tyler Hero. TBD, right? I mean, yeah. that's pretty clear. If he's on this roster. He starts. If he's not, then it doesn't really matter. Yep. Coming up, why the Heat should be worried about Kyle Lowry getting worse. We're going to talk about that next here on Locked on Heat. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet five bucks and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet five dollars will get one hundred dollars off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. Wes, excited about the Dolphin season? You know I am. Ah, that's a waste of time. So visit FanDuel.com/slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Make sure that you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. What are we going to be asking about these players in the 2024 season preview? We're going to talk about that later in the show. But we're going to talk now about Kyle Lowry and his biggest question going into the season. David, this is what I have. Does it get worse? <laughs> Does it get worse? Because I think... There's this idea out there that, wow, that was a pretty bad year for Kyle Lowry and his trade values in the toilet, and they thought about waving and stretching him, and they ultimately decided not to do that. Um, what can he do coming off the bench? We talked about it in our player improvement uh, series. Like, can he just shoot more? Can he be a more impactful player offensively? He's, he's going to be 37 years old. Small point guards don't age well. Mm-hmm. He had a bum knee injury that kept him out for 27 games or whatever it was last year. Comes back, relegated to the bench, loses his starting job to Gabe Vincent. I don't see that starting job coming back for him. Um, does it just get worse is my big question for him. Yeah, and it's it kind of hangs over everything because you're paying him a lot of money, and I know that's uh, yep. a major point of consternation for Heat fans. But uh, to me, like it kind of ties in together. Can he play 60 games? or more hmm. for this Heat team. Because, like, he, 
I, I don't know where Miami's depth is going to come from. You lose Vincent, and while he might be overrated or overvalued at this point outside of Miami, I think he was still a, an important part of what Miami was trying to do. And I know we've also talked about, look, you've got enough ball handlers now. You signed Josh Richardson. If you keep Tyler, if you're not able to land Dame, you've got other playmakers, et cetera. But we saw it. I mean, we saw Kyle be a steadying presence. Regardless of whether he was playing off the bench or starting, there were moments there where he was the only guy on the roster who could really set the offense at an mm-hmm. efficient, effective level. Yep. You know, all of his other weaknesses notwithstanding, at least there was that. You knew that you were getting the floor general whenever he stepped onto the floor. <laughs> but that's the thing. Can he be out on the floor? Can he play more consistently? And I think that's the big question hanging over. Is that related to your best case scenario? Uh, yes. What's your best case scenario? My best case scenario for Kyle Lowry is that we see the version of him in the second half coming off the bench for a full season, like that we get limited minutes, prolonged efficiency, keeping him a, a player maintenance program, right? Miami was one of the first to do it and with, uh, with Dwayne Wade, let them do it with Kyle. Like I, I know he needs his rest. Maybe no second nights of back-to-backs. Maybe they pick and choose which games he plays in those back-to-back sets. But either way, on a tough NBA schedule, like keep him, preserve him, because at this point, the reality is Miami needs him in the postseason. My best, very similar to yours, is my best case scenario. He just embraces that that new phase of his career. Hey, you're not the player that you were when you made six consecutive All Star games up until 2019, yeah. uh, or even the one that averaged 17 points per game in 2020, or the one that helped Miami get the number one seed in 2021. You're not the player that got signed here anymore. No. There, when it happens for these guys, it happens quickly, man. And it, and we saw it. We saw it in real time. It happened right in front of us. Kyle Lowry was a very helpful player, and then he wasn't anymore. And there's not to say that there's not flashes here and there, but when Eric Spolster decided to go to that minutes maintenance program that you mentioned and bring him off the bench and keep him to 20 minutes a game, you started to find – you were able to catch that lightning in a bottle a little bit more often. And we saw in the playoffs how helpful that was at times. And that's – there it is. There's your formula. That's it. Just rinse, repeat, do it again. Can you do it again, and can you mitigate whatever continuing – you know, de- decreases are going to happen as he ages. Can you minimize that with that maintenance program? That to me is the best case scenario is that he returns. He embraces the maintenance program, embraces being that point guard off the bench, takes more shots coming off the bench and, um, and, and can kind of be that lead sort of engine uh, of that second unit. Worst case scenario is he doesn't embrace that at all. He's angling for a starting job behind the scenes locker room tensions, etc. He's not meshing with the coaching staff. A guy that's never really like bowed to the altar of heat culture since he got here in the first place should be men- right. mentioned. Um and he's traded by the deadline for basically nothing in some sort of salary dump. That would be the worst case scenario. Yeah, great point. And <laughs> I love the little aside there about the heat culture thing because that's true. That is something that like heat fans don't probably see up close because that's not that's not evident there but he's not a player who has to prove himself like he's already probably a hall of fame level player it might take him a couple opportunities to get in but based yeah, on what he's i don't mean that even as a demerit by the way i, I he right. does he don't he has a prove any he's a champion he, does, he has nothing to prove to anybody yeah. including the miami Which, heat organization he, he's like hey why they signed you guys them, traded right. for me by the way right. <laughs> yeah uh so for me it's the uh you know ties into that if he just is hurt and misses most of the season and winds up being recognized as the worst contract in heat franchise history. And I think 
maybe Hassan Whiteside's up there. Uh, but even then, like there were moments of production. I know there was growing frustration uh, throughout whatever seasons he did play here on that contract. But if, 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 if Kyle misses all of next season, which is a distinct possibility, right? At his age, that would be the worst contract in NBA and in heat franchise history. I think. I don't know. At least like the heat debatable the doorstep of the finals with him on the roster twice with Hassan Whiteside, the heat were never even close. Right. And so, that's different it's teams, more, though. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I know it's completely different teams, but it wasn't like holding them back the way that a white side contract was literally holding that team back from signing players that they actually wanted on the. So it's tough, but uh, it is an interesting debate whether or not that happens or not. In out TBD of the rotation, Kyle Lowry edition. I think he's in. I think there's a need for him there. You're not going to rely on Drew Smith and, and Tyler Hero at point is an option, but I don't think it's a realistic one. Jamar Bouye would be the other name you could throw in there. Is is how much, how many minutes does he get as if he's still on the two way? I have him as in. I really have him as TBD because he obviously he could be part of this Damian Lillard trade. And I promise we're not going to be like talking about the Damian Lillard trade and whether or not this player is going to be part of it for every player during this series. It just so happens the first two players that we picked for this player preview series are very much in the center of those Damian Lillard trade talks. <laughs> But these trades, the trade could happen tomorrow, and then we'd have one less preview to talk about. So exactly, so, so we just knock him out now. The other guy would be Duncan Robinson, and I think the Heat would be like, "All right, do you want Lowry's expiring, or do you want Duncan Robinson?" And I think either one would be fair for Portland to go ahead. There is a world where Damian Lillard is on this team, and also Kyle Lowry is on this team, and I think that world is much more realistic than that world that we discussed before with with Damian Lillard and Tyler Hero on this team, right? Correct. Um, I think Kyle Lowry could be helpful on a team with Damian Lillard as the backup point guard. Um, I agree. So I have him as in, but also sort of TBD, uh, just or kind of as a footnote. Um, all right. The fun part of the show is next. What Cheesecake Factory menu item is Ken, is Kyle Lowry? The jokes are coming up here on Lockdown Heat. Welcome back to Lockdown Heat. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Before we get to the Cheesecake Factory part of the show, which you and I are very much looking forward to, very excited for this, uh, we have another segment, another category. What are we talking about when we discuss these players in our 2024 <laughs> season preview? We're looking forward here, a full year. We'll start with our first player, Tyler Hero. What are we talking about in Tyler Hero's 2024 season preview? What's our question? Nothing at all. He won't be part of this roster beyond the season. Like whether he gets traded in the next few weeks or the next few months or next postseason, like just the constant including of his name, uh, I think wears on him and the front office and everything else. It's like you've got to, you know, you got to shit or get off the pot at this point. So I, I think they'll have to figure out a way of unloading him one way or the other. I, I, I don't, I think again that they would prefer keeping him on this roster and having Dame Lillard there. I just don't see it as realistic. So I don't think he's even going to be part of this roster next season. I think our friends at Locked On Bucks will be asking a question. Ooh. Can Tyler Hero keep Giannis in Milwaukee? <laughs> He's not going to be part of the Heat's roster, unfortunately, much as we yeah. love Tyler Hero around these parts. Um, there's been some news on the Giannis front, giving that New York Times interview that we discussed last week, David. Um, is he going to he, he wants a, a, not a youth movement per se, but he wants an infusion of burgeoning talent. We could put it that way, of guys that could keep him there. He's 28. Everybody else on that roster is past 30 years old and well past 30 years old. Tyler Hero is not. Tyler Hero 
might be a multiple-time all-star. I think he's a kind of player that would work well next to Giannis, a shooter, a scorer, a, a, a ball handler. That stuff makes sense next to Giannis. Giannis is great enough defensively to cover up from some of those weaknesses that he has. Um, I don't, I'm not here to debate the Tyler Hero to Milwaukee or whether or not it's even possible. The point being is the same one that you're making. He's not going to be part of this roster, and it'll be somebody else's question to ask. Kyle Lowry, 2024 preview. What are we asking? I can't believe he re-signed with his team. Or can you believe he re-signed with the team? I think they'll bring him back. At that point, I think it'll be a, met, a, a vet minimum, but I, I think he'll still be around, and I think they'll they'll bring him back just for that kind of older – like Kevin Love, will, this will probably be his last season. At least I'd say that. I know he's told you specifically – that he, he wants to play beyond that, but I can imagine them bringing back Lowry next year as the, the veteran presence on this roster. I'm not going to rule that out, and I think it would surprise a lot of Heat fans at this point where we're at with Kyle Lowry, but the big problem with Kyle Lowry is that he's making $30 million. If you bring him back on a vet minimum for 3 or $4 million or whatever it's worth by then, that looks a lot – that doesn't look bad, and I don't really know what Miami's plan is for backup point guard. Now, there's always guys for agents that you can go ahead and sign. Maybe they just go ahead and do that, but I don't know that Jamar Bouye or Drew Smith or any of these other guys in the pipeline are ready to be Miami's backup point guard as soon as next season. Certainly not this season. So I think there's a world where Lowry comes back. I think Lowry retires, though. I think this is his last season. Ooh. I think his body is gone the other way. That was a That was one of those weird knee injuries last year that just happens to old guys in the NBA. And and I just think that we're going to continue to see that. I don't think it's worth it to Lowry anymore. I think this these last couple of years have been a little bit more stressful than he might have envisioned. And and I could see him walking away with a $30 million check and just being like, it's been real. I'm going to go play golf as much as I want now. And so my question is, how much more golf is Kyle Lowry going to play? Is my a question lot. for 2024. Oh. It's going to be a oh, lot. No. <laughs> yeah. It is going uh, to be a lot. Unreal amounts of golf. Him and JJ Redick are going to be golfing as often as possible. That is not a group that I would like to be in a golf cart with. Too competitive? Uh, actually, I would have no problem hanging out with Kyle Lowry, but you know what? I'm just going to end it there. Um, let's uh, let's move on to our Cheesecake Factory segment. We're doing this for every player on the Heat's roster. What Cheesecake Factory menu item is every player? On the roster, we're talking about Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry today, David. So you and I downloaded the Cheesecake Factory menu. We sorted through it. It was <laughs> more work than, quite frankly, I've had to do for many of these podcasts. because it's like that, a pre-draft process here, trying to sc- scour our way through that, me- <laughs> that it's me- enormous. menu. It's enormous. It's unbelievable. It's like going through the CBA. Yeah, maybe I, I mean maybe maybe we have to kind of set the tone here for our international listeners. Uh, you know, the Cheesecake Factory is a popular chain restaurant here in the United States, known for their gluttonous American-sized portions, and also having a variety of different foods that just encompasses any sort of cuisine you can imagine: American fare, Italian, just you name it, French. They they try their little bit of everything. And it's also immensely popular with NBA players, something we talked about in the last episode. They, it's just, they seem to love it. College players, as you mentioned, also seem to love it. It's a very, very popular American restaurant. That is, like, if you want quintessential American restaurant, Cheesecake Factory is the one for you. International Cheesecake Factories, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Iran, Mexico, the Chinese mainland, um, in Hong Kong, International I, Cheesecake I, Factories. I had no idea. I thought the most international cheesecake factory would have been like Epcot Center. Like that seems like perfect 
for you know, say, hey, we're international. No, man, I'm oh. just saying, hey, we're so perfectly American. It's like, yeah, we're international. We're at the goddamn Epcot Center. It's like, no, oh, that doesn't really count. But sure, I've been to Europe. Um, all right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Want to do uh, Tyler Hero or Kyle Lowry first? Uh, let's go with uh, let's go with Kyle. Let's go with Kyle. Um, I'm curious. Go ahead, start us off, man. Where did where did you go with Kyle on this one? Where did I go with Kyle? I have him. Um, it's a perfect place to start off because we're talking about the Cheesecake Factory. Kind of feels like we're in the Cheesecake Factory right now. Yeah. Kyle Lowry's Cheesecake, baby. <laughs> you don't really need him. You can't start him, just like you can't start your meal with cheesecake. But you kind of have to have him. When you're at the Cheesecake Factory, at the end of that meal, you're like, well, we're here. The place is named the Cheesecake Factory. We're not going to leave without having cheesecake. And just like Kyle Lowry, you kind of just have to have him. He's making $29.7 million this year. You can't really wave and stretch him. You want to include him in a Damian Lillard trade, but maybe you're not going to be able to. He's just kind of here. You kind of have to have him. Uh, You're going to be dealing with Kyle Lowry one way or the other. Just like one way or another, when you go to the Cheesecake Factory, you're going to deal with some cheesecake. And it always puts you over the top, right? Like that, that, those huge portions, and then you get a cheesecake to boot. It's like, oh, why did I do that? It's like, well, why did I sign Kyle Lowry? It's perfect. It's we really, really need really him great. in the first place. We didn't even need him. <laughs> um, I went with uh, the filet mignon because okay. I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know it was an option to get that on the Cheesecake Factory, but why wouldn't it be? Because that's what the Cheesecake Factory is. Name a food, you'll find it on the menu in some variation or so. And, and filet mignon served with mashed potatoes and green beans or something like that. And mm-hmm. you think of yourself, you're probably paying way too much for a filet mignon. And all you're getting is Cheesecake Factory level filet mignon. Like, what's the point? I don't even eat meat. And I'm wondering, why would you go to Cheesecake Factory and say, you know what? I want to treat myself to a Cheesecake Factory level filet mignon. Like, I don't even know how it would come out or how it would taste. But it would probably leave an unappetizing taste in your mouth, and you would wonder why the hell you did it in the first place. So to me, it's kind of along the same lines as why he signed Kyle Lowry. So I have the filet mignon assigned to somebody else on the Miami Heat roster oh. that we're going to get to, obviously, during oh. this preview series. Um, for some different reasons than you, but generally speaking, the filet mignon, I was at a restaurant recently, and I ordered the filet mignon for a Miami Spice. They do like tasting menus at these different high-end restaurants, and we went, my wife and I, and um, I ordered the filet mignon. It was a part of the, the, the Miami Spice menu. And it doesn't even, they don't even tell you. They don't even ask you what, how you would like it prepared. They oh. say it will be prepared to the chef's preference. And I asked the chef and I was like, or I asked the waiter, I was like, medium rare, right? And he goes, yes. And I go, that's the only right way. If you order a filet mignon, like more well done than medium rare, just order a hamburger patty. That's what you're doing. There's no reason to do it. All right, moving on. Tyler Hero. <laughs> I really got like a list of this. Okay, okay, go for it. Go no, for no it. you go first. All right, I, I have Tyler as the Cajun jambalaya pasta. Okay, we both have this pasta. I had a combination of different vegetables, chicken. I think it has shrimp, shrimp in there. Obviously, these jambalaya flavors. Again, it's just this melange of different flavors. I, I'll be honest with you, I used to love eating it myself. But at the same time, you kind of when you get it, it's, it turns into a style of pasta that I prefer, which I'm sure some culinary person say, "Oh, that's disgusting." But it's like a big gloopy mess more than anything else. You can't even distinguish one flavor from the other. And I think that's kind of partly how I view Tyler is that he's a really, really good player, and yet you're not quite sure what you're going to get out of him, especially when it comes to his defense and whether or not he could become a star and all the other criticisms of Tyler. So to me, he is 
a Cajun jambalaya pasta, just a spicy enough to kind of keep you wondering and keep you going, you know what, is this good? Eh, you know what, it might be good, but I don't really know. I have Tyler Hero's fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah, same thing. Same well, thing, but it, well, it's also Different reasoning. Because, yeah. look, again, we're doing the Cheesecake Factory in part because it is part of basketball culture. Every university, every college town you go to has a Cheesecake Factory. NBA players grew up going to Cheesecake Factories when they're untravelable because they're, they're everywhere. They're freaking everywhere. And I could tell you, the number one item ordered by basketball players is fettuccine Alfredo. It's just, it's it's easy. You know what you're going to get. But I'll also tell you this. You work through that menu, man. You go through it. You kind of walk into Cheesecake Factory. You sit down at the table. You kind of know what you're going to get. But you're like, you know what? Maybe this time I'm not going to get fettuccine Alfredo. Maybe this time I'll try something different. Maybe this time I'm going to get something else. So you go through the menu. You go through the menu. Well, I get the filet. Well, I get this. Well, I get the buffalo this thing. Uh, you know what? The waiter comes over. Everybody's ordered. You kind of, time's run out. You got to do something and you say, I'll just have the fettuccine Alfredo. Give me the fettuccine Alfredo. You always think you're going to get something else, but you just end up with fettuccine Alfredo, just like the Miami Heat and the Tyler Hero. You always think you're going to get something else. You might think it's going to be Donovan Mitchell. You might think you're going to order the Kevin Durant. But at the end of the day, you just end up with a big heaping plate of your own Tyler Hero, the same thing you've always had. (laughs) Well-reasoned. Well-reasoned. I mean, so many different options. I'd love to hear... Our, our listener feedback on this because maybe there maybe there's some kind of expert out there. This is as a side also like my first interview of an NBA player while I was with a Herald when I was at school at the University of Miami was at the Cheesecake Factory. Like he he, he I told him I didn't know anything. I was like oh meet wherever we want to near your house. And he's like oh there's a mall here and I was there meeting him there and he's like hey, let's just go to the Cheesecake Factory and of course he left me with a tab too. I was like dude I'm in school I can't afford this I can't I can't pick up the tab for you at the Cheesecake Factory. Who was it? <laughs> it was Irving Thomas, a local Carroll City legend. Uh, yeah, he wound up being a scout for the Los Angeles Lakers. So he was a, a former Laker, a, again, a, a Heat guy, and, and wound up getting buried in the Herald somewhere. But it's okay. And he, owes you, he owes you a Cheesecake Factory dinner. <laughs> I think he didn't even get anything. Like He was, he was, he was more nervous about it because he was like unused to media at that point in his life. And his wife, <laughs> who he brought with him, Wind up getting like a soup and something like that, soup and salad. I was like, lady, I'm not here to interview you. <laughs> You're paying for your own soup and salad. Soup and salad <laughs> makes an appearance later in this uh, series too. Um, <laughs> thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Every day is tune in later this week as we uh, continue along with our player preview series here. Who else are we going to do um, next? We got Jimmy Butler, perhaps? Mm. Let us know what you think uh, Jimmy Butler is at the Cheesecake uh, Factory. Let us know if you agree with our Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry takes. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast app. David, I'll see you at the Cheesecake Factory. Absolutely.